Hi, Gem Stones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we'll be... <laughs> was that a good one? Did I nail the Blurg on that one? Yeah. Blurg. Blurg. That's We've had a Sierra Nevada, it. and we're ready to party. Um, we're talking about Jackets in the Game, the second episode of season two, which I believe was loosely based on the transformational musical interlude from High School Musical. Am I correct in that? Get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. You got to get your head in the game. Sure. I feel like that is canon. And if not, I'm just going to declare it now. In this episode, obviously a lot of great things happen related to the plot. Instead of going through those, <laughs> I'm going to talk about the werewolf bar mitzvah. Talk about defining musical interludes. That one is just exceptional. And our spelling of blurg is affirmed. <laughs> Thank God. Blurg! Um, so, Julie, I don't know about you, but I've got a lot of my mind grapes, so let's just dive right <laughs> in, shall we? What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers! We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out, unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. Yo, Ken! Uh, Angie and Grizz is coming by to drop some of my stuff off. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I want her to know that I'm having a good time on my own. So you should go get her some party hats. The pointy kind. Mr. Jordan, can't you just apologize to me? No, because things have been said that cannot be taken back. She called my vanity license plate inscrutable. I see you ate one. Am I? Hilarious! Angie is in the past, like Dracula and broadcast television. Overall thoughts, what did you think of this episode? This is one of my absolute favorite episodes. Really? I'm not entirely sure why, but <laughs> I, before we did this, I was like, okay, why? Well, because you hate fat people and you love gay people. Exactly. What more could you, what more could <laughs> exactly. you want? Um, no, when I was like 15 minutes before we were supposed to get on the call, I was like, I guess we should, I should watch this episode. And then I realized <laughs> that, did I even need to? No, because I've seen it so many times. This is probably my most watched episode in the wow. series somehow. Wow. Yeah, That'll be exciting as we go through to figure out why that is. I mean, I think it's a great episode. <laughs> Super fun. There are many, many memorable moments. Um, when Liz's tooth pops out, the comic oh timing of that is beyond me. Yeah. It's beyond me. I love it. That's when I laugh out loud. I rewind. I watch it again. That's a scene I can watch again and again. <laughs> It's this, I mean, all of them are so fucking dense, but it's just those light levity moments where she plays it and she just is like, no, well, that's not great. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not great. And also when the Winthrop guy comes flying out of nowhere and he's like, quitter, and he like lands on Devin, I just can't help it. I just love it so much. His legs are flying up in the air. That's so good. Devin's uh, uncomfortable standing so close to everyone. I just love it so much. Well, and the gravelly voice talking, I should never have mentioned we were going to a restaurant, just the Jack and Devin dynamic the whole way through. He gets two restaurants in because he's like, I'm going to talk to him about it tonight with guys at a restaurant. At a restaurant. <laughs> and later on, it's like, shouldn't have told him we were going to a restaurant. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. Really funny. Bing, bang, boom, which was Devin Banks and that random dude. <laughs> just like the Greeks. <laughs> Well, we start out in Jack's office where he brings Liz in to, because he's had this heart attack, a heart episode, or whatever the secret heart attack was, he secret, has a $54 steak, and he wants, he can't eat it. And she's like, sweet, I'll make a sandwich out of that the next day. And he's like, no, 
You're going to eat it right now in front of me. She's like, you want me to eat this? And he's like, yeah, that's what I want. And you think she's going to be grossed out. And she's like, sounds great. Okay. All right. Party. Honestly, $54 steak. That's great. I do love how she was like, that's awesome for you. I'm really proud of you. Party. Party. So he's reading uh, an article of what yachting magazine? Yachting Illustrated. Now, are you a Yachting Illustrated or a Giant Boats magazine? Or are you the, the Harvard, Harvard Gay review. Business Review? Yeah, <laughs> Obviously the Harvard Gay Business Review because yeah. Harvard. So. Um, yeah, I went to the School of Tom Haverford, actually. So I just like have really oh, yeah. cute abbreviations for things. That's why I say V instead of very. And, Chicky Chicky uh, Parm soups. Parm. That's what I call apps. That's Surps. what I call appetizers. <laughs> so, okay, this whole episode's about how we can't accept women for their size and blah, 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 blah. Well, While that's Liz's there, whole episode. anorexically thin, eating a $54 steak that affects her weight in no way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think part of Did the I make land- that up? Did that happen? Well, I don't think she's anorexically thin. She is thin. She's a thin woman. Anorexic? I don't. I don't Maybe know. Maybe not anorexic, that, but know. very yeah. thin. She is television She's thin. thin. She's pretty thin. Yeah. She's thin. This is obviously a personal problem of mine with her because she's part of Weight Watchers and blah blah blah, and she's adding on to the Gilmore Girls like I just eat whatever I want and I stay super tiny. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's on a keto. Maybe she's on the Atkins. What do I know? What do I care? I mean, it sounds like you're super obsessed with her pillowy abyss. <laughs> it's probably true. I think I am her. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe I'm always espousing that we should accept ourselves the way we are and then constantly trying to change myself on the daily, which is true. So, oh, thank you, Byron Katie, for teaching me to do the work and realize it's all about me. Anyway. So, as someone who doesn't mind just openly admitting that it's all about me, it is wild (laughs) how you are the Liz and I'm the Jenna of this whole operation. (gasps) So sorry for you. I have no problem being the Jenna. No problem. Okay, great. It's like, you want to be Yoko? You want to be Jenna? I was yeah. in a car with two of my favorite people driving to another city pre-pandemic. And I was in the car with you. I don't remember They were that. driving me so. bananas. They were driving me nuts. Yeah. One of them starts an A story, gets sidetracked with a B. We're on the X and I'm going, what? Finish the first story. The other person isn't even listening. They're just like driving along. Like, I'm just happy someone's talking. I don't really care what anyone's saying. So (laughs) we're like in this thing. And I just turned to both of them and said, does everybody in this car think they're the sanest person? And everyone's like, yes. I was like, okay. (laughs) And the one driving is like, I know I am. And I was like, well, I know I am. And the one in the back started another story. So she didn't really care. But I think everybody (laughs) thinks they're the sanest, right? And you're the Jenna and you're cool with it. So great. I have lots of judgments toward Jenna. So. Yeah, and you've got lots of judgments for me, which is why I think this is perfect. <laughs> I also have lots of um, affirmations for you, and I think that you're way more talented than Jenna Maroney. And if I'm the more talented one in the bunch, like the Tina Fey, then you know, I just have to be like, I mean, that's never been in question. You know, I just sort of yeah. show up, and I'm just like, should oh I bleach my, my hair? <laughs> should I bleach my hair? I'm going to bleach my hair. So I'm thankful that I didn't go full Jenna. There's still time, girl. There is still time. It's very so funny. they're reading the, the yachting magazine. And he's sending a subliminal message saying that he's gonna that Don Geis is gonna possibly retire, just the way Margaret Thatcher did. Now I just finished The Crown and I did I did not see that in The Crown. <laughs> um Yeah, I mean, but Margaret Thatcher, much like Don Geis, talked about sex in a sailing magazine to talk about <laughs> succession. Perfect. Amazing. 
So Jack wants to raise his profile to um, we distinguish himself. We haven't gotten himself. to the cold open yet. This is the problem. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm trying. And then... <laughs> Roll reversal. So Jack's like, I need to separate myself from the pack. And speaking of packs, Liz eats the entire fucking $54 steak and says, a dog took it. It came out of nowhere as she's eating it, which Julie hates because Booty she's so bow. skinny. Yeah. Chun, chun. Um, so Jenna's high, not on life, but on malnutrition. She's on the paper diet known as the Japanese porn star one, where she can only eat paper, but she can eat all the paper she wants. Perfect. I know, I know. Liz walks up to her and she's like, hey, Jenna, what's up? She's like, pretty good. Pretty good. Are you okay? She's like, I'm fine, Jenna. Just a little light. And you're like, oh my God. And then she tries which, to, like, get it on with a suit of armor. It's great. Which is just randomly there. We have no questions about that. It's just naturally. That is going to be a prop. Why not? It doesn't seem that far removed from Jenna's normal existence, where <laughs> she's just not at all listening. It's a fine line between so self-involved and so physically fatigued from lack of nutrients. And then is she choosing to wear just her old clothes that she doesn't fit into or these like crop tops for chubby people or like what's happening? Because her belly's out in all of them. Yeah, I'm assuming she just is not accepting it. Um, (laughs) Her weight change and won't buy any new clothes. I've been there where I'm just like, this looks amazing on me. And guess what? It didn't. (laughs) It did not. (laughs) When I was first on the Paxil and I gained 70 pounds in three months, yeah, we went, we test the tensile strength of a lot of stitching. <laughs> That's why I only wear stretchy pants. Get it. So Liz says, quite possibly the meanest thing she could possibly say is maybe you're fighting your natural shape <laughs> and this is just your future. To which Jenna just starts eating more, goes full hamster and just starts eating all the paper. That was a really good one. Because that was like a play on full ham and full hamster. That was really funny. Like Thank that. you. <laughs> She's like, you're just as beautiful and as talented as you always were. And the voice of truth, Jack, comes through and he's like, no, 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 you're not. No. You are fat. You are fat. You are fat. (laughs) This is a problem. Go see Dr. Spachemin. So Liz, let's count off. We'll do this throughout the episode. Let's count off all of Liz's diatribes on holding a mirror to society. Her (laughs) first one comes now where she says, how come men can be heavy and respected? Like James Gandolfini or Fat Albert. The it is a double standard. Exactly. <laughs> and America needs to get over its body image madness, which is true. But the way she says it is just like, all right, come through white feminism. She wants to make the world a better place by with what? The uh, robot talk show. And I, you know, I don't think of 30 Rock as the, the TGS as a show that's trying to make the world a better place. Yeah. We're doing Cowboy Hey Hey. Here comes Cowboy Hey Hey. <laughs> Who changed my life. Like, that that had impact. I realized that I, too, could be an effeminate cowboy. So if Jack were to come up to you and say, you know, that's all great, but it's distracting you from dealing with this and gave you the up and down with the magic hand with it. Yeah. What would your things be? About that I need life? to work on? Well, he's, this is distracting you from dealing with this. He asks her if she's returned that wedding dress, how her love life is. Oh, oh the these are like, office. okay. Yeah. So, like, one of my my dear friends always um, views the amount of facial hair I have as a direct indication towards how my mental health is doing. So, it's like, wow. Have you, which is genuinely pretty accurate. It's like, have you shaved or trimmed whatever you call that? It can't scientifically be referred to as a beard because it's not factually correct. But that situation on your face, have you trimmed that? Um, 
And then I'd be looking like Joaquin Phoenix in the darker days, just like, no, I haven't. What about you? <laughs> I'm sort of confused about the question. I don't know why it's taking me so long to figure it out. <laughs> So if he came up to me and he said, what are you dealing with all this? I'd be like, what are you talking about? I'm amazing. Everything's going great. He'd be like, oh, you, you paid all those bills off yet? And he'd be like, no. He's like, would you got that money? I'm like, uh-uh. It's like, you let anybody in your apartment yet in the last eight years? No. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah. all those things that I seem to be fine with, but that society looks at and says, how can you have that hamstain dress on the treadmill while you wear a bathing suit instead of underwear? You know, those sorts of things. No, there are too many for those to count. And I'm too far removed from my next therapy appointment to bring them all up right now. So that self-awareness is a really great tool. And I, I'm, Liz does not seem to have hers on point this week. <laughs> no, it's almost like she's using these causes and putting the mirror so she can't look at herself in the mirror. The mirror is firmly placed towards society so she doesn't have to look at herself or her teeth falling out. Did you return that wedding dress? It's covered in ham fat. That thing's not going back. I don't care if her internet's wonky or weird or not. She just can't return that dress. Um, I also love how assured she is. She's just like, I mean, obviously my internet's being weird, so <laughs> ta-da. Um, I haven't set it up because I'm not making excuses, but this is taken care of. You know, I'm fine. I'm doing great. And she's then her mouth hurts and she's like, nerds, I missed a dentist appointment. So obviously her life is spiraling out of control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now we've got Banks in the hallway with a mysterious woman. Is she mysterious? At that point, we don't know that who she is. It sounds so much sexier when you say it. A mysterious woman. <laughs> you didn't find woman. Kathy Geis attractive? Um, no, she looks like a loaf of unrisen bread. She really is. Who's that Susan woman who won the British voice Lucci. or whatever? What, Boyle. No. Yeah. Susan Boyle. Yeah, I thought you said Susan Lucci. I was like, no. I did. Okay. Yeah. Susan Boyle. She looks like Susan Boyle, doesn't she? <gasps> yeah. Well, and I have pictures. And they I do can't... that bit later. What? That she looks like Susan Boyle? Yeah, she sings as oh. Susan Boyle. Right. No wonder I thought of it. I'm so smart. Um, but when I was on my SVU-a-thon at the beginning, she's in two, count of two different episodes of Law & Order SVU with long hair and much wow. younger. And you're like, Victim, ah! victim? Uh, no, she's like, she works in the child welfare department. She's like a side, side, side character. She never gets like interviewed or anything. They're like at her office and she's pulling papers and she's like, I told them there was a problem with the children. <laughs> Um, who is Ileana Douglas? It's <gasps> my question. She's in because I googled fear. her, but she I want to know. Um, there was a movie called Grace of My Heart where she it's basically like a fake Carol King biography. She's amazing in it. She's a very interesting alternative actress who's in lots of independent films like Lily Taylor. Oh, she is not classically beautiful, but she's amazing. You know what I mean? Like she's interesting looking. She was in To Die For. Lots yeah. of really awesome independent movies, and she can act her ass off, and she was also in a couple episodes of Law & Order SVU. <laughs> Hurt. <laughs> Hurt. I say that because um, the PA announcements almost throughout this entire episode yes. are get to the stage for the Ileana Douglas talk show. Which would be a very small, niche, weird skit to do. Yeah. She's like an underground person, you know what I mean? You know who Lily Taylor is? No. From Say person? Anything and a lot of River Phoenix's movies. There were just these Aww. really smart, awesome women in the 90s who were in yeah. all these independent, interesting films. And she is one of them. I love her. So back to the episode. Uh, Banks is there with the mystery woman and goes to talk to Jack about it. It's his fiance. It's not just any woman. It's Kathy Geis, Dawn's daughter. And he's like, you can't do that. You're gay. He's like, practicology helped me. We've already met the 
the Church of Practicality, they rejected Tracy. But he goes to what looks like a Scientology auditing session with like six very terrifyingly geeky white guys. He's like, I can feel the gay slipping right out of me. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if something was slipping out of him or slipping into him, but it does. Ooh, ooh brutal. It does remind <laughs> you of when this was filmed, which was um, 2007 to 2008. And. Because when he says fiance, Jack is immediately confused because, oh, wait, gay men can't actually get engaged and married yet legally. But that was something that struck me was he said fiance and he was immediately like, what? You're gay. And it's like, it, I mean, he could be a male fiance. Oh, wait, no, they weren't doing that yet. I see it now. Sure. And the only thing that can wreck his focus is the ultimate gay bait that is Kenneth the Page. <laughs> it's just so unrealistic. <laughs> I don't quite get it. I do not agree with you at all. I'm picturing Kenneth going putting on his chapstick like he did for him in the last time when he tried to seduce him. Love it. Sexy. He almost seduces Tracy's wife later because he's really good at all the sex sex stuff. stuff. He's, at he's, he night. can do all the positions. <laughs> at night. Front, back, side to side. Oh my God. And then one of the funniest lines ever. Then he comes to my door, tries to kiss me, throws up, and starts crying. <laughs> Why I'm feeling the need to ruin the episode 20 minutes before we talk about it. I'm not sure. And so then uh, he says he's going to dinner that night. And he's like, I guess I'll find out more about it at dinner with guys at a restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I have Zolnak. That needs to be our band name. 100%. Oh, definitely. That'd be great. Um, Church of Practicology could also be. That'll be our album, probably. Um, but I have Zolnak will be our band name. Uh, poor Kathy Geis. I always feel bad for the woman entrapped in these situations. What does she put in her mouth on one episode that they make her take out? Like a toy car or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An actual toy car. Take it out of that your That woman can act. So anyway. Tracy wants... Go ahead. Me, no, me, you go me, ahead. Me. You Tracy go ahead. wants Kenneth to go to his house to let Angie know he's having such a good time. So he wants him to go get some party hats. You know, the pointy kind. <laughs> And Kenneth suggests that he just apologize, but Tracy's like, there are things that have been said that cannot be unsaid. She said my license plate was inscrutable. <laughs> so what does that even fucking mean? For 18 years, I've been wondering what that means. It doesn't I mean anything. I see you ate one, am I? It's just funny. How? <laughs> I see you ate one, am I? And then I, he says it's hilarious, and Kenneth looks over like, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. No, it's inscrutable. It doesn't make any sense, but it's just fun to say. Angie's in the past now like Dracula and broadcast television. <laughs> I do appreciate how many times they come for NBC and network television and shit like that. It's neat. Um, so I forgot until this moment that .com and Grizz are still separated, which is the saddest thing of all. It's like separating <laughs> well, Timon Angie and Booba. Angie, Angie got, credit, got uh, custody of Grizz. Custody of Grizz, so. yeah. And then who gets custody? I guess Kenneth is like just a free agent. Honestly, except when it comes to Devin Banks, who's going to, you know, Kenneth's like, dot com. I've got an idea. And he's like, yeah, it sounds great. Well, I I don't know, but it's worth a shot. (laughs) Are you even listening to me? Which doesn't ever seem, I don't remember that happening. And I don't remember, I don't remember that happening again, but I thought that was really funny. I don't know what that was about. No, it's all these cute lines that they're just one off. So they don't need to pursue again. It's so lovely. Aren't Um, we lucky that we're doing a deep dive and reading the closed captioning and looking at scripts and right. Taking notes. I would have missed it. Um, and thank God Dr. Spashemin is in the next scene. With Jenna. <laughs> Dream come true for me. <laughs> now, if they, anybody ever said to me, your height and weight puts you in disgusting, disgusting range, range. <laughs> and that the solutions are meth, and it says, you do the meth on the folder. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Nick, how important is tooth retention to you? Honestly, not important. 
just gets in the way. (laughs) (laughs) So he suggests meth. And then what about the crazy surgical options? There's the Bradshaw Clinic. Then they show a wall of, I don't know, D-list stars. I recognize Kenny Rogers and Alf. Also, Ashley Simpson and Mr. Hollywood were on there. (laughs) Who's Mr. Hollywood? He's someone that was mentioned on the IMDb page. I didn't recognize Ashley Simpson. I only recognized Alf and Kenny Rogers. So no, Ashley Simpson was a, a big part of my youth. Um, it was like, do you listen to classic rock? I was like, yeah, Ashley Simpson, obviously all the way. hundred percent pieces of me. Sure. Oh, she says I can't be on television looking like I just had a baby. That seems unnecessary. Um, but Dr. Spichemin is exceptionally moved and was like this right here. So I got into medicine. He's like, don't call me Dr. Spichemin. That's my dad's name. You're like, well, are you a doctor? I mean, obviously he's not. And it's spelled he's absolutely not. Yeah. Um, Hate him. He's, yeah, no. I mean, he's meant to be hated, so he does a great job at that. I mean, she basically goes for the Heidi Montag special, though, which is organ reduction, bone shaving. I'm pretty sure Heidi Montag had all of those things done. <laughs> oh, did you ever see her on Celebrity Rehab? Oh, she has a lot of birds. Oh, it's really sad. She has a lot of birds? Like real birds or hundreds birds? of birds, both mental grapes, mental birds, real birds. <laughs> <laughs> it's real sad, real sad. But what isn't sad is Jack and Liz at the uh, craft food service table. That's Talking pretty about- sad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would give anything, both of you, to get to stand at the craft services table with Jack and Liz. Not the craft service, their conversation, because evidently Devin's a genius for lying to get ahead, which is normal and absolutely what we should all be doing. Alan Garkle comes back, and apparently he does not even need that wheelchair. Sorry, Floyd. You faked it. Did you uh, happen to tell guys about my little episode? My Jack, he rats you out. I don't want to let you off that easy. Here, would you take some of my steak? I could never eat this much meat. That's not what I hear. <laughs> Jack, we're having a little get-together up at the house on Saturday. You should come. That would be my pleasure, sir. Yeah, you should come. It's going to be a whole day of team sports and beer. Get the old heart rate up. Maybe pound a cheeseburger in the sun. Throw some butter on it. You're going to love it. I'm going to make your heart explode. So now Kenneth's at the vending machines and Devin is creeping the fuck out between the blinds staring at him. He moves in so close and quickly that it makes Kenneth squeal. He's like, oh, I didn't see you there, Mr. Bank. He's like, really? I've been following you for the better part of an hour. Why? Why? Like, is that sexy? No. No. It's terrifying. No, no. It's like lighthearted stalker. That's not a thing. There's no lighthearted stalkerism. Stalking. Stalk. <laughs> Bone. Well, Mr. He says to him, Mr. Donaghy eats guys like you as part of a healthy breakfast. And he's only gotten stronger since his heart attack. Hmm. And then Kenneth, assuming he did something absolutely superlative, was like, high five, not now. Okay. High five, not now. Okay. He's so happy. You can't knock him down. I want to be. You can try, though. I need my inner Kenneth. Mm -hmm. We all do, I think. Right? You you both have pretty strong inner Kenneths, I feel like. So Jenna's going into Liz's (laughs) office, talking about the surgeries, which you've already described. Frank's wearing his ready hat. 
And he comes up with a great idea where Jenna gets to say, me want food. Comic genius, honestly. What could possibly be more enjoyable than that, Julie? <laughs> Peak humor. I don't know. A feminist rant about how she's just as talented and she's going to play all the characters she used to play like Hillary. He's like, great. That Hillary, I love it. Because <laughs> uh, they're going to dare America to change their own attitudes about body image. And then Frank's like, why do you have to make everything an issue? Don't you have things to do in your own life? <laughs> At least I don't live with my mom. Like, Angry Badger comes immediately My mom's out. cool. Hey, I got my life together, okay? <laughs> and then her tooth falls out. It That's not just great. all out. It, no. like, clocks out, knocks, and hits. It, like, chick, chick. The perfect timing. It sounds so great. She's like, I got my life together. Ouch. Oh, that's, that's not good, right? <laughs> oh, that was well done. Look at you. That sounded like a little uh, Dr. <laughs> Seuss noise contraption. I tried to get us some buttons. It didn't work out. So now, for some reason, we're back on uh, Tracy, and he's talking about his gold record that he got for the novelty song, Werewolf for Mitzvah, which I'm sure you also read on IMDb, isn't even him recorded. So it's not even Tracy doing it. It's Donald Glover. Which, that's fine. To me, that doesn't ruin any of the mystique at all. It's nope. still yeah, Werewolf it's Mitzvah. Yeah. Werewolf Mitzvah. Scary, spooky. Scary. Boys becoming become men. Men becoming wolves. Okay. We'll tighten up for the live show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we will. So there. Um, so anyway, um, Tracy's being a petulant child. And Angie and Grizz are there. Um, and then Angie sort of leadingly says, is there anything else you want to say? Tracy, Twitchy pauses, looks knowingly and says, yeah, I miss you, Grizz. So brutal. Um, Kenneth tracks down Angie. And um, honestly, if your pants are dry at the end of this conversation, I don't even know you. Do you have a heart? Because this is the most sexually charged language of all time. I like your top. I'm a real good sex person. I do it all the different ways. And Julie pay, plays along for the moment and is like, well, I don't have a husband anymore, so you can come over anytime. <laughs> and Kenneth, without missing a beat, says, oh, I will. I'll come over at night. <laughs> so, And then proves his strength by trying to take a sip of water and shaking it all over himself. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So cute. Off we go to dinner with Don Geis and his date, Devin and Kathy Geis. He starts calling him dad. It's so embarrassing. He's like, can I call you dad? Great story, dad. Jack walks in with Manon and uh, gets invited to join the table. But of course, he doesn't want to bother everybody. And Banks says, We should have said we were going to a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how they're going to change everybody's minds about heavier people when they put Jenna in a roller skating nightmare outfit we forgot earlier, she asked if she could do singing on the show and roller dancing. Yeah, and she does, but her center of gravity <laughs> is a little bit different, unfortunately. So she takes a tumble. Sometimes weebles do fall down. And um, like in the audience, everyone's remarking like she got big and there's a very pregnant pause. No pun intended, because she looks as if she's pregnant, according to some people, Dr. Spagemin. <laughs> And she reacts by saying the line that Frank wrote for her, we want food. So We want food. We all With her, we all want food. We're part of the <laughs> ride. We're part of the experience. Jenna, I'm with you, baby. Let's ride Just get on that Japanese porn star paper diet by Friday. You'll have it all gone. As if I haven't already been on it since I was four. Okay. So Devin is trying to make Jack 
die and he is giving him steak <laughs> and large amounts of red wine. He's like, here's my steak. I could never eat that much meat. And, and Jack said, that's not what I've heard. Without missing an absolute beat. I do love how game Alec Baldwin is for all of these sort of gay reactions. Like he's so in for it. You could tell he does not care. He just wants to make it funny. And it's just delightful. That's not what I heard. Delightful. Um, so Jack is invited to a little get together that Geis is having at his house on Saturday and Devin Banks really drives the knife deeper into his failing heart by saying just a line. It honestly made me feel a little queasy and like I was on the verge of a cardiac episode. Uh, it's going to be a whole day of team sports and beer. Get the old heart rate up. Maybe pound a cheeseburger in the sun, throw some butter on it. You're going to love it. All of that, so disgusting. And then whispers to him, I'm going to make your heart explode. Yeah, my notes say Devin sucks. So he I does suck. I mean, he sucks, he sucks a lot of meat. Kevin? Not anymore. He's been to the church practicology. He's fine now. Yeah, because conversion therapy is amazing and works every time. Luckily, it's no longer banned. Um, so... <laughs> so Tracy's still living at the studio, and he's wandering around in his robe with his coffee... Uh, and Kenneth's surprised he's already awake. He's like, yeah, I only got like 10 or 11 hours of sleep. He's Me. like, got something on his mind, grapes. Now, I've never heard that expression before or after. <laughs> have you? No, it's entirely exclusive to this episode. I have thought of an entire, like, Tracy thought process where something's on his mind, grapes. It ferments into a thought wine. And then he's able to vocalize it like one of those little sheriff fountains where it just sprays indiscriminately from his mouth in like a word vomit. You know, after you have too much wine, that can sometimes happen. Did you not go there as well? I did, but it was different. So it was okay, good. just like I a touch different, yeah. just like, totally. like basically the same, but like just a slightly different. same, same yeah. difference. Just like different. like yeah, no, like on the same page, but like a different book. Yeah, I thought. Did he improv that? Is that a thing? What the hell? How can you just drop something like mind grapes and never bring it back? But I guess you just can. So Tracy's saying he's feeling really bad about having cheated on Angie, but we know later that he never did cheat on Angie. But anyway, we don't need consistency of story. So he says, Kenneth, go right the wrongs, go balance out the universe, go make love to my wife. To which Kenneth says, Jiminy Christmas. He said, my home is under DeCrib because we live on DeCrib Avenue. Now, I thought he was saying duck crap or something. Like, I'm really glad that we had the closed caption because I never knew that's what he was saying. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> I super did. What did you think it was? Duck crib? I don't know. I d- duck duck crib? I had no Like idea. a crib? Like crips and bloods? I'm not saying I made sense. He just said mind creeps. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. So now Jenna and Liz are on like their third or fourth walk and talk of this episode out They're in the street. They're sorkening the hell out of this they episode. They are. And uh, Liz points out that everybody was laughing at her. They weren't just laughing with her. She's like, that. right, that's the bad kind, right? <laughs> Does it matter though? Like if someone's laughing at you versus with you, do you care? Because I don't know that I do that much. True. Well, being a Jenna, you probably wouldn't. But Right? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that I'm not bothered by that, most people, that would be like a searing hot knife <laughs> through the heart. I don't know. I do remember my family moved um, when I was seven or eight, and we moved from a Puerto Rican section of Brooklyn to the very white world of Cincinnati. And before we got on the plane, I asked if I could wear all of my jewelry, including my fake rabbit jacket and makeup. And my mom was like, well, they're all going to, you know, people are going to make fun of you. I was like, I don't care. So I'm walking down the aisle of the airplane. Everyone's like, oh, nice jewelry. I'm like showing off my rings and my fur coat. (laughs) And I was like, look, mom, I made everybody happy. She's like, they're laughing at you. I was like, they are not. They think I'm beautiful. (laughs) So now I feel like people laugh at me a lot and I'm okay with it. 
Maybe I am more of a Jenna than I thought. Maybe I'm a Liz with a Jenna rising. Mm. There it is. Yeah. And a tree. With a Kenneth moon. wing. With a Kenneth wing. Anyway, let's go on to the gay stuff. So there's uh, before we get to the gay stuff, um <laughs> Liz is like, saying me want food at her. Me, yeah. I am wanting the foods, and she's like, Oh, I can get attention this way. Let's suck this up. People love me. Nobody ever pays any attention to me. I'm getting attention. I don't care if it's because I'm fat. Me want food. Let's do it. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Liz is like, it's like the Dove commercials didn't even happen. One of my favorite lines, my next favorite line. <laughs> this woman was a mouseketeer, ma'am. Okay. The mouseketeer line doesn't do it for me, but the throwaway and low tone in which she's like, it's like the Dove commercials never even happened. <laughs> you had to listen for that and you had to want it. And it was so funny. God. I wanted it. I, I consented to that. We're almost at the gay stuff. We go to Geis's house. Come on, come on, come Jack on, come looks on. hot in his shorts and shirt. Oh my think? god, his hair is amazing. Like I don't care if it's pre hilaria belly. Like, daddy, he's a daddy bear. He's a bear and a daddy. <laughs> Devin Banks looks great. Winthrop oh, yeah. looks amazing. Ah, fucking Winthrop. Yeah, I do have love how Jack is just like poking the gay bait, and it's just like <laughs> you two are gonna fuck, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. Okay. <laughs> Silly I don't kids. think he thinks he's gonna fuck. I think that he thinks Winthrop is gonna torture Banks and not have sex with him, just Either like way. Kenneth. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so Devin immediately tries to. It's like I don't care how it happens. Don't mind as long as I'm watching. Devin Banks is like super probing. Has a heart holding up. You know, you you gotta quit. Um, and then Jack, obviously, in his response and his Ted on Ted is Winthrop. Here's a muscly man. Oh my god, there was just a huge yeah, what was sound. That? It sounded like Cloverfield. And it's probably the construction it was, outside, right? Did you hear that, Emma? <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Okay, so Julie. <laughs> yeah, so they're standing there talking and he's like, When I when you're dead and I'm CEO, and then he sees <gasps> Winthrop taking off his shirt, super hot jack's like, uh oh, gay bait, fire it up. He's like, Winthrop. This is Winthrop, he wrestled at Yale. He's like, yeah, with other dudes. And he's like, yeah. He's like, Banks says he can pin you. He's like, oh my God. You're so strong. Oh God, you're having your way with me. Your back is like a barrel of snakes. Oh God, I'm just your doll. I love you. We're joking. It's all jokes. And Winthrop is really going for the pin. Banks is wearing black, shiny running shorts underneath his short shorts so that we don't have to see his dingle dangle and i am grateful but there you go yeah. i mean will arnett is committed and hilarious that whole scene maybe that's so why i watch this episode so much maybe we just figured it out ding 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 the gay stuff so we're back to dot com who's now listening to a not sade version of no ordinary love um so tracy starts picturing kenneth seducing angie he's got just his page jacket on and a pirate eye patch i, do, uh-huh. I don't know why shaking up drinks and then um, Angie, he's feeding Angie a giant turkey leg while she's blindfolded. And then he's giving her a back rub with no eye patch while Grizz also gives one to Kenneth. So yeah. it's a very disturbing imagery. Freaks him out. He's like, hell no. I'm headed over there to stop this nonsense. It seemed like a normal Friday night to me. Like pre-pandemic. <laughs> obviously things have changed, but pretty basic fare, if I'm honest. Seeing Kenneth without his shirt on made me very uncomfortable. And the satin jacket, I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to... Yeah. It's just like seeing Kenneth with a chin. It's just, it's not natural. Seeing him without a shirt. 
not into it. They say he is the nicest person in real life. I can't remember. It was one of the million podcasts I listened to. Jack McBrayer, once he knows it's your birthday, he'll always call you on your birthday and wish you happy birthday and say good stories about you. He Aww. said he's just the nicest person. So now we're back at the Bradshaw Clinic. I'm guessing if it's the Carrie Bradshaw Clinic, I have no idea. And Jenna's in the doctor's office, and she's in a People Magazine article for Curvy and Proud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I mean, although the way her weight has manifested on her body is not so much a curve. <laughs> as sort of like It is a, a full tire. It's like an aortic bulge. <laughs> a pillowy, what was it called? A pillowy abyss. So she runs and tells uh, Liz she's going to keep the fat. She's like, people recognize me, and I get off on it. Truer <laughs> words were never spoken from Jenna Maroney. Um, and Liz feels like it has to be done for a specific cause. And Jenna's like, no, you can't tell people to run their lives, and I'm not trying to prove anything. I get gratification from this because people like me, and that's enough for me. Why should I take advice from you? Life advice from a single woman who's using her treadmill as a hanger for her wedding dress. Oh, I guess I'm just supposed to put it in the closet with ham fat all over it. <laughs> and someone who's wearing a one-piece swimsuit instead of underwear. I have to do laundry. Eyes on the box of blurred furniture not put together yet. I say that. Whenever I give out advice, especially how to handle the pandemic or your finances, I always say. But I am a trained waitress and a waitress only, so I wouldn't listen to me either. I do get on my soapbox about how things should be and then realize I don't really know what I'm talking about. Oh, 100%. I'll be like, you need to focus so much more on self-control as I'm drinking a beer and holding a jewel. Like, it just doesn't make sense sometimes. <laughs> Does it stop I have lots no. of medical advice because I've seen all of ER, all of Grey's Anatomy. It's not good. I, I am though. a captain now on the special victims unit, as I told you both earlier this year. <laughs> and I'm just a special victim. <laughs> good one. Thank you. Jack is now sitting on a bright orange five-gallon bucket at Don Geis' house. Not really sure why that's there. Maybe he found it and hid. Banks comes over like, you want a hot dog? And then he makes sounds like, ba-boom, ba-boom, kaboom, like your heart's going to explode. Yeah. Karma bites him in the ass, and the hot dog gets lodged in his throat. And Jack just waits patiently, sort of foreshadowing like when he runs his mother over with a car several years later. <laughs> he didn't wait a full eight minutes, though. <laughs> And so it was about 18 seconds. <laughs> but still, to have somebody choking your face and be like, I can't hear you. Like, are, are you saying you want me to help you? That's mean. So he says, if, if, you, if I save your life, like, will you stop ripping me down in front of guys and stop going after me? And he's like, yes. So he saved him. And he's like, I quit. Jack wins. And, and Winthrop then Winthrop comes, comes in like nowhere. a fucking wrecking ball <laughs> <laughs> and then tackles I him to the ground. Like a wrecking ball. <laughs> um, so Devin Banks is like just like the Greeks. And as a lover of Greco Roman culture, I do wonder <laughs> if it was because I was just hella gay and was super into that time period. Like I do appreciate bedrock of democracy, um, but also gay philosophers had an impact, I'm sure. Um, Tracy wants to kill Kenneth Page as he storms into his house. What's happening is not this is an ordinary love. Rather, Kenneth being consoled for throwing up and starting crying. And Angie's dad. My body foyer. wouldn't let me violate the sacred bonds of marriage. <laughs> it's so pure. He's um, eating a grilled cheese. Yeah. Cheese. So Angie has some ground rules for him no more jewelry with her name misspelled, no more sexually explicit skywriting. And no more white men throwing up in her damn foyer, which I think is very fair. Those are very fair things to ask for. 
So then she says, I'm going to be on you like white on rice. You are not to leave my side ever. If that what it takes. And then and I thought they were going to say, this is about to happen. You know how they say that later yeah, on. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't care if you stay or go, but this is happening. And then Kenneth says, this grilled cheese has mayonnaise on it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I put mayonnaise on my grilled cheese. Do you guys? Uh-huh. So then, happy music plays, which is so. Is this the Cleveland music or is it just happy music? Bum 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 bum. Cleveland, I would assume. It feels like it. So then it's like a montage, which you know I love a montage of her getting her life together. In quotes, she rolls the ham fatted three four thousand dollar dress. How much was it? Four thousand. Four thousand dollar dress puts together the blur the furniture, but it's wrong, so she has to use that to prop it up. But at least she put it together. It works. And she feels yeah. very self-satisfied at the end. You can see that. She's like, yes, I did it. I would too. I finally moved 16 boxes out of my room into another room and felt amazing. <laughs> feels great. So we're back with Jack and he's talking to Caitlin. Now, we do we think that's Kaylee from later? Oh, no. I don't think no? so. No? No. I don't think they thought that far ahead. Obviously, they didn't think that far ahead in a lot of things. But anyway, I liked that idea. So he's talking to her about life. Uh, Jack, Don Geis' granddaughter. <laughs> like what he's been through and everything. And then Don comes up. How's your ticker, Jack? Devin told me. Like when did Devin tell him? What was I supposed to tell him? Well, he had already survived. And he probably, it was banged out of him. Maybe Winthrop was a foil the entire time <laughs> meant to seduce him. Yes, we can see why you like this episode as your mind spins off into different gay love stories that have I'm just nothing like... to do with the plot. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this is an you know unaired episode of Queer as Folk that I've just stumbled upon <gasps> within Thirty Rock. Such a good show. I Maybe we only... should write a spec script for Thirty Ooh. Rock. I mean, just kidding. We never get it done, but it's a great idea. <laughs> so Don says he's actually been dead technically twice, and it's not fun. So he wants to retire at some point and take. I mean, his why boat would you have to, to say that? Island. I think it goes he's without saying, saying that I it's not. Okay, sure. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So he wants to take his boat down to the island, get to know his secret family in Canada. <laughs> um, which I do love when he eventually, spoiler alert, dies and they have his secret family and then his even more secret attic family. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, you know, you're in the running. One day you might run the company and see you later, Pat Pat. Mm-hmm. Jack gets back with Caitlin, who's got a hamburger and pickles, and for some reason is holding a tote bag, like an LL Bean bag, over her shoulder that she does not take off. And he <laughs> says, in a way that for some reason isn't creepy, like, you mind if I watch you eat that? She's like, okay. Yeah. He eats a pickle. She eats a burger. We got a quick round of werewolf bar mitzvah, and we're out. Solid, man. Solid. This was a solid. That's a rock. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Good thing I'm the old person that can give you guys perspective on, you know, things you don't know about. Here's so if this is your world. most rewatchable episode, I can't imagine what your score is going to be. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I can't. It's going to be a surprise to all of us. Where's your microphone? It's going to be surprised oh, right or we're going to be surprised. <laughs> I think it's going to be a surprise to me. I don't know how I'm going to oh. rate it. I never truly Who? do until I get into the chat and just let my heart <laughs> decide. <laughs> It's even a mystery to you. I know, right? All right, are we ready to score this gemmer? Yeah. Let's see if we continue with Emma's lowballing of most of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, respectable. <laughs> Not a terrible lowball. No, no 96 92. From Nick. 
94 from me, 92 from Emma. I think our highest rated episode to date, don't you think? And what it goes to show, we are simple people who like um, gay stuff, um, who don't like skinny people who eat a lot. Hate that, apparently. Um, Who like like making fun of Jenna. Like mind grapes. Um, We like Devin Banks. Our mitzvahs. We like Kenneth being a sexy boy toy. And then realizing that there's even hotter sexy boy toys like Winthrop about. There isn't a bad episode with Banks in it, right? No. Like Lean Stritch. There's never a bad episode. The two Isabella Rossellini episodes are excellent. Yeah, I'm thinking about... So the reason I feel like this is my most rewatched is because I got into the second season um, and that's... Like it was all aired on Hulu and that's when I got back into it. And I think waiting for the third season to air, I just kept rewatching the second season because it was more <laughs> solid than the first season. And obviously I was a burgeoning homosexual and that one really Homosexual. To me. Homosexual. So that one appealed to me in a lot of ways. <laughs> well, it's a hilarious episode. You didn't so need good. an excuse. It's really funny. So next week we'll be watching The Cookie Jars. I believe Steve Buscemi is in that episode. More interesting 90s theater actors. I'm excited. wait. I, I don't know that it's this good, but... It's not this good. It's pretty good, though. It's very good. More about Jack and his weirdness. So. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Blurg is a project of Teen Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter. Julie Sunderland. And Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from... Phil Cotter. And... Frank! <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank! <laughs> we love you, Frank. Love you.